Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we are. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. Of course, this is me, your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, White Boy Malcolm X. And I hope everyone had a grand gay old time this past week. I know you folks over at Netflix, you are definitely not having a Grand gay old time with this whole Dave Chappelle Tempest in a Teapot drama you got going on out there. The latest, for you folks that are not keeping up on that, they fired that trans activist, you know, the one with the purple hair, having a hissy fit over his show because she, he, they, zeer, whatever their pronouns, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, leaked internal documents. Of course, she, he, they, zeer. Again, folks, I don't know what the pronouns are. They will sue just like any good trans rights activist out there. Oh, they're trying to silence me. Oh, they're trying to invalidate me. Oh, they're trying to erase me. You folks know the routine by now. And if that's not bad enough, Those folks over at Netflix, they are going to have themselves a virtual walkout on the 20th. That's how lazy these kids are these days. They like to hang out at home. They don't even like to drive into the office. They probably don't even have to get out of their pajamas to do their job. So if they're going to hold a walkout, it's got to be just as lazy as they are. A virtual walkout. I assume, is when you just close your laptop, don't do any work for the day. Which, let's face it, half of them probably do that anyway. That's pretty lazy. You can't even get up, drive into the office, have an actual walkout. No. You're just going to sit there on your sofa with your pajamas on and close your laptop. That's how those idiots at Netflix virtue signal to one another. Oh. I'm just going to close my laptop. I'm going to do a virtual walkout. Here in Boston, we've got Wayfair. That company, that company is infested with these kind of brats. Even those dopey millennial Gen Z kids, they walked out of the building. They had an actual walkout. None of this, oh, I'm just going to sit on the sofa and close my laptop and protest. I'm glad that Reed Hastings, that guy over at Netflix, he is holding the line for now on that special. Probably because if he pulls it down, they're going to call him a racist. So he's stuck either way. He can be called a transphobe 
or he can be called a racist. I hate to break it to you trans rights activists, but in the grand scheme of things, you fall below the BIPOC folk. Sorry about that. I'm sure that makes you really, really, really butthurt to hear that. But that is the reality. Reed Hastings would rather be called a transphobe than a racist. This is what these companies get, though, when they allow all this crazy in the building in the first place. In the old days, now I am a 52-year-old queen. In the gay community, that means I'm pretty much dead. But in the old days, you had a job. You showed up to do the job, you did your work, you went home, you got a paycheck. It wasn't always paradise to grind through that, but it was pretty simple. You go to work, you go home. These days, though, especially in the larger companies, way too many people go to work, drag all their leftist politics and activist causes into the workplace, and torture everyone around them with their never-ending woke crusades. You want to know why all these companies, you know, folks, all the good woke companies like Nike and Delta Airlines with their BIPOC wine and vodka, Bank of America, Target, and on and on and on, all the good woke companies out there virtue signaling to everyone else. The reason they're all like that is because they are infested with these sorts of activists who just cannot go to work, do their job, and go home. No, not these brats. And the worst part is, to me anyway, is that they get away with it because nobody nipped it in the bud when they had the chance. And now the parasite of leftist activism has taken over the host body. Good luck trying to cut that cancer out. And you trans activists out there, in all seriousness, I don't have a problem with you folks just for being transgender. I don't, personally, I don't really give a crap one way or the other. But you folks are a huge pain in the ass about absolutely everything. You don't get your way on something. And man, you all have temper tantrums just like a four-year-old in a toy store when mommy or daddy says no. You all are exhausting with that. You exhaust me with that. And I know that I am not the only person that feels that way. So Dave Chappelle said gender is a fact. If you're that fragile that you can't hear someone saying something like that and not get hysterical, not leak, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, not leak internal company documents, not stage some stupid, worthless, symbolic, virtual walkout. God help you if you're that fragile. Although, let's face it, most of you folks are probably atheists anyway. Probably would shut down all the churches out there if they weren't flying a gay flag. Oh, we're not going to have a church out there that disagrees with my lifestyle. It's like when people criticize queens. Eh, you're going to hell for being gay. There was this journalist on social media the other day, and he said, folks, he said that gay people like to recruit and groom kids to be gay. Do you know what I did, folks, when I read that on social media? Well, I'll tell you this. 
I sure as hell didn't have a meltdown about it. I laughed. <laughs> I I did. I laughed. Did I not white boy Malcolm X? Oh, shut up over there. No, I seriously, I did laugh, folks. I was like, man, this guy is a complete blooming idiot. You think, folks, that I, Miller Frost, or white boy Malcolm X over there, do you think either of us are going to waste one single minute worrying about some stupid loser on social media, even if he's a journalist who thinks we're all out to groom kids into being little gabies? No, he can kiss my gay middle-aged ass. So you trans rights activists out there, especially you folks that are having a huge meltdown about Dave Chappelle and his little comedy act, take it from me. Lighten up, settle down, and quit being so damn difficult about everything. And they really are a pain in the ass about everything. But let's go ahead and move into our news headlines. We got a lot of stories to cover, and I want, of course I'm about to curse myself, but I do want a short podcast. And our first story out of the box, folks, is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Tom Daly wants homophobic countries banned from Olympics. So that little pocket queen in a Speedo, he was at something called the 2021 Attitude Awards. I need something like that. I got a bad attitude. Clearly, I should win an Attitude Award. But anyway, he got a sport award at the Attitude Awards. Don't ask, folks. I don't know. There are so many damn award shows out there, folks. Half the world, I think at this point, has probably gotten an award from one of these stupid award shows. But anyway, he's at this award show, the Attitude Awards. He got his sport awards. And it was there, folks, that Tom Daly, that pocket queen in a Speedo, he declared that he was going to start campaigning to have countries that carry the death penalty for LGBT plus people banned from the Olympics. And here's his quote on that. I think it's really important to try and create change rather than just highlighting or shining a light on those things. As a quick aside, folks, I think that Tom Daly, he is calling out white liberals and their virtue signaling. Their never-ending virtue signaling. Just a thought there. But anyway, picking back up. So I want to make it my mission over the next, well, hopefully before the Paris Olympics in 2024, to make it so that the countries that criminalize and where it's punishable by death for LGBT plus people are not allowed to compete at the Olympic Games. To me, folks, Tom Daly has two jobs in life. Number one, every four years, he goes and jumps off a platform a couple times for gold, silver, or bronze. Maybe a participation trophy. He's young enough to need one. And number two, his second job, folks, that is to make Daddy happy by looking good in his Speedo. Keep that tight little body for Daddy. That's it. Those are Tom's two jobs in life. Jump off a platform, look good for Daddy. Now though, folks, now Tom, he wants a third job. Like, Gus Kentworthy. That queen would ever bother with something like that. No. 
Goose, he knows his place. Skis down a mountain every couple of years, out there shepherding, pimping out Colton Underwood, trying to find himself a sugar daddy. Gus knows his jobs. Gus has his priorities. So, of course, folks, I'm sitting here. I am reading this article, and I'm thinking, man, what is this kid thinking? He does not need a third job. Those two, again, folks, jumping off a platform for a medal, keeping his tight little body, looking really, really, really good in that Speedo for daddy. Those two are enough. So I'm just wondering what's driving this behavior. And of course, folks, it's me, Miller Frost. I, of course, have a couple of theories. Number one, Tom, like any good liberal, he needs to virtue signal to other white liberals, or in this case, to the rest of the tribe. It doesn't take much, folks, to get those queens to go, oh, that Tom Daly, he is so wonderful. The second thing I came up with, and of course, folks, you know what a cynic I am when it comes to something like this. It could be, maybe, possibly, who knows, Tom just wants to take out the competition. I don't know. There might be some good Iranian or Afghani or Nigerian diver out there. Tom could be like, I got to take this guy out. I am not going to bring home another bronze. I like that gold. That's why I got my daddy. I want to win me another one. I am not going to have that guy as my competition in Paris. You folks know how ruthless queens can be when they have to be. I can totally see him trying to undermine some good diver, all while virtue signaling, making it look like he's just doing it for social justice. I guess the problem I have with this is that there are a ton of queens at the Olympics. This little gaby out there, he is not the only queen at the Olympics. No. And I guess the question I have to ask is, if Tom gets his way, how many closet case queens from these countries will not get the chance to get out of hell for a few weeks, party with the other queens at the Olympics for a bit, all because Tom Daly had to virtue signal or kneecap them so he could win another gold. So Tom, good luck with that, I guess. You should probably study up on collateral damage or the law of unintended consequences before you go down this road. But whatever you want to do, dear, and that's probably how daddy talks to him too, white boy Malcolm X. Whatever, dear, go get in that speedo for daddy. Now on last week's podcast, We had a story from NPR about Zanzibar-born novelist, oh, I'm not going to try to pronounce this guy's first name again, Mr. Gurna, that's what we'll call him here. He won this year's Nobel Prize in Literature. And what we were talking about on last week's podcast was how NPR dragged his race into it, so now he's just the black guy who may or may not have written a good book. The other hysterical girls in the mainstream media, though, they clearly had to get in on that action. From Reuters, and the 2021 Nobel Prizes go to men so far. All eight winners of the 2021 Nobel Prizes in medicine, chemistry, physics, and literature 
they have been men, which Reuters said reignited a recurring debate about diversity in highly coveted awards, particularly those in science. Of course, the only people reigniting the debate are hysterical leftist woke folk out there. You know, folks, the ones that have to count skin tone and sex organs. So poor Mr. Gurna, he goes from victim, ah, this poor black guy, those racists over at the Nobel Committee, they're such bigots, no black man has won the Nobel Prize in Literature since 1993. So he goes from victim in last week's story from NPR, he goes from that, and now Reuters is basically calling him a male oppressor. NPR, skin tones, Reuters, sex organs. At this point, though, I mean, let's face it, folks, it is 2021. Counting the sex organs may or may not count. We don't know, to my knowledge anyway, we don't know if any of these eight men are actually men. Having a penis in 2021, that does not mean you're a man. And if you don't like that, off on a train to a re-education camp to get your mind right. So now, man, I do feel kind of, maybe, possibly, who knows, sort of bad. Because, because I always consider Europeans to be spineless on just about anything. But folks, from the hill. Nobel chief rejects quotas for gender ethnicity. So Goran Hansen, he folks, he is the secretary general of the Royal Swedish Academy of Science and vice chairman of the board of directors for the Nobel Foundation. He told some French news agency last week that the organization will not have quotas for gender or ethnicity. And that is in quotes. Now, I assume at this point that Goran Hansen, the Secretary General of the Royal Swedish Academy of Science and the Vice Chairman of the Board of Directors for the Nobel Foundation, man, I just got to say, those are some really nice titles. But I assume, folks, that he has already had his train ride to the re-education camp to get his mind right. But even if that's happened to poor Goran Hansen, I just have to say this, folks. I never, ever, 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 ever expected that to come out of the mouth of a European. And one more time, folks, ever. I figured, them being the typical Europeans, that they would be groveling, yanking these awards away, get some good woke folk in there to help with Nobel equity. Maybe Ibram X. Kendi, he could fly over there. First class, of course, folks, like a good woke folk is going to fly coach. Huh, who are you kidding with that? Maybe Ibram, he could help them be woke and down for the struggle, show them how it's done. For a huge fee, of course. He may be a whore, but he ain't cheap, let me tell you. So Gorin? If you haven't already gone to that re-education camp, stand your ground. I am really proud of you, sir, for putting yourself out there like that to protect the integrity of the award. And I will just say this. Hold the line or you're going to wind up a worse joke than the Oscars.
This next story was sent to me by a friend in L.A. I guess, white boy Malcolm X, since the summit mistress, she has not sent any stories to us in quite some time. But a friend of mine in L.A., he sent me this one. I don't know if he'd want me to use his real name, so I'll just call him Leslie. He'll get the joke with Leslie. Now, of course, he'll probably send me a text message telling me to go blank myself. But Leslie, sorry folks, quick aside. So I'm out in L.A., that was what, about a month ago? And I tell him about the podcast. We're out all day just kind of hanging out, and I'm like, oh, by the way, I've been doing this podcast. So he listens to the podcast. The great thing about Leslie is that if something sucks, he'll tell you, point blank, that sucks. He is not one of those typical L.A. douchebags. You know, folks, the ones that are like, oh, you're so great. Oh, that is so edgy. What a great concept. Now, that would have been nice to have heard, but no, not from Leslie. He actually, it wasn't too bad, folks. He did say, though, he's like, the word butthurt is funny once. And he did that in all caps. He, of course, just wants short. He was like, if you're going to talk for five minutes, you got to be discussing like three or four stories, not just the one. Fair enough. Not that I'm going to quit doing what I'm doing, but Leslie sent me this one. He knew, folks, he knew how triggered I would get with it. And it comes from TMZ. Demi Lovato. Guys, don't call ETs alien anymore. It's freaking offensive. First off, sorry, folks, another quick aside. White boy Malcolm X. Did hell freeze over or something? Hold on over there, sir. Are there... Any other signs of the apocalypse? Four horsemen, or, since it is 2021, four horsewomen, four horse non-binary folk. Anyone see them running around? Did Fox News not report something that idiot pretending she's Socrates, Megan McCain, said? Anything like that going on? And the reason, sir, again, it was rhetorical. Settle down over there. The reason I ask, is that Demi Lovato is in the news and it has absolutely nothing to do with her funky pronouns or constant reboots. Now, I did tell her to stop yapping. Yap, 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 yap. What did I say? Demi, more singing, less funky pronouns. And apparently, folks, she listened. Well, I don't know if she listened to me. Probably not. Not that I'm butthurt about that. But anyway... Apparently, Demi, they, they have a docu-series on Peacock, which I think is NBC's stupid streaming service. They have a show on there called Unidentified with Demi Lovato. And no, folks, Unidentified with Demi Lovato, that has absolutely nothing to do with her gender identity. Even if they manage to identify it, she's going to reboot again at some point. No. That's not what this is about. Unidentified with Demi Lovato, that is a show where they go around and attempt to uncover the truth about the UFO phenomenon. They, of course, are not alone. Her sister Dallas is in this, and since the trope wouldn't be complete without it, she has a skeptical best friend. His name is Matthew. And I tell you what, folks, 
I have not seen one second of this show, and I can already tell you about Matthew. If he's the skeptical best friend, Matthew is a sassy, bitchy queen. That is his role on that show. Oh, Demi, I just don't believe in space aliens. That's just crazy talk. So getting to the quote, Demi, they, are on Australian outlet Pedestrian.tv. And at that point, Demi, they, said that the term alien is offensive, even as it pertains to actual would-be aliens from outer space. And if you don't think that's dumb enough, here is the actual quote. I really think that if there was anything out there that would want to do that to us, it would have happened by now. But I think we have to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. That's why I like to call them ETs. Demi, first, I just got to say this. Great job. Fantastic job on having a media interview and not talking about your special funky pronouns and your ever-changing reboots. Miracles do happen, so keep up the good work. But this, dear, I hate to say this, I really do. Believe me, Demi, if you're out there listening to this podcast, believe me when I say that. But to me anyway, you kind of come off as dumber than Megan McCain. And that woman, Megan McCain, is a blooming idiot. And I don't care, folks, that those morons over at Fox News, those deeply disturbed individuals that put her up on some sort of weird pedestal from which she can yap, 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 yap. That does not lend to me anyway any credibility about her intelligence. It's not there. I don't care what network she's on. But anyway, so Demi, again, great job on not talking about yourself. But yeah, not so much on this either. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is from a site called Pocket Collections. I use, folks, I have Firefox as my web browser. When you open up a blank page, they have this thing called Pocket. It shows all these different news articles in there. And so that's where I got this from. But the headline, and here it is, folks. Eight Latinx publications you should read and support every day. Yes, folks, eight Latinx publications. So when I saw this the other day, I have to admit, I just assumed 
It was written by someone named Josh or Brittany or Samantha, some dopey white liberal millennial Gen Z kid trying to be all woke. Remember, folks, Latinx is a word made up for snooty white liberals to virtue signal to other snooty white liberals. I got to tell you, though, folks, man, I was wrong, wrong, wrong about that. This article, again, eight Latinx publications you should read and support every day. That was written, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. That was written by someone named Mariella Rosario. She is the Director of Content and Communication for Revolve Impact. Yes, another 20-something with a fancy title. And this is how they describe themselves over at Revolve Impact. An innovative, yes, folks, I got to do the voice. An innovative social change creative agency dedicated to making the world a more equitable place for us all. And just remember, folks, when they say equitable, they mean everyone equally miserable. Can you imagine the insufferable douchebags that work at that place, Revolve Impact? How pretentiously woke they all are, all of them trying to outwoke each other, show how down for the struggle they really are. This one, you've got here, folks, you've got BIPOC that uses the word Latinx. And everyone knows that BIPOC, most of them don't even know the word exists, much less use it. I think the last survey I saw, it was, it was like, four or five percent, something like that, that knew about the word and actually used it. Over half of Latinos, when they were asked about it, they had no idea. Probably just rolled their eyes going, ah, Jesus Christmas, why can't these stupid white liberals just leave us alone? What? Uncle Tom? (laughs) Oh, God. White boy Malcolm X, Jesus Christmas over there. You mean like a... Like a Latina Uncle Tom, trying to act like Whitey. Is that what you're trying to say, sir? Well, I mean, hmm, that is certainly a possibility. Her, you know, like act like a a Caitlyn or a Brittany or whoever would act, mirroring what one of the white chicks in the office is doing. Yeah, I can see that. Although, you know, it may not be totally her fault. I mean, yes. She could totally, you know, be running around acting like a dopey white chick using the word Latinx. But Revolve Impact, folks, I can totally see that place run by a pack of woke liberal mean girls. White woke liberal mean girls. You know, folks, the ones that like to loot, riot, burn, have a grand gay old time in the inner city, bang a black guy or two just to piss off their parents. Then after all that carnage, they rush back to the lily white suburbs, back to the safety of mom and dad. That type. And I'm sure, let's just be honest here, I'm sure that the queens are in on that too. You get critical mass in queens in your office, folks. They will outbitch anyone, hands down. But in that case, though, white boy Malcolm X, she really has no choice. She has to conform. She has to play along with the white, woke, liberal mean girls and the queens, or out she goes. 
And now that I think about it, something else that could have happened there, maybe her white editor, some dopey millennial chick named Carolyn or Elizabeth or a queen named Chad, they could have been like, oh, I think the word Latinx here would be much better. She, of course, had to force a smile, goes into the bathroom, rolls her eyes really, really, really far in the back of her head, screams into a pillow, something like that to cope with being around all those dopey white liberals all the time. But here are the names of a couple of these publications. L.A. Taco, The Americano News, Hip Latina, Latina Magazine, and Latino Rebels. What word is missing there? Any guesses? I'm not asking you, white boy Malcolm X. Shut up over there. I'll just say this. It's Hip Latina, not Hip Latinx. It's Latina Magazine, not Latinx Magazine. It's Latino Rebels, not Latinx Rebels. Three of eight publications don't even bother to use that word. Clearly, they need a lesson in woke. From the Political Insider, elementary school gets rid of pumpkin parade because it marginalizes people of color. So in Seattle, of course, the Benjamin Franklin Day Elementary School, and how long will that name last? They have in the elementary school, yes, folks, in an elementary school, they have a racial equity team. And that racial equity team, out to make everyone equally miserable, they, those clowns, have decided that the annual pumpkin parade, that is not going to happen this year. No. And why? Because BIPOC, they're not as much into pumpkins and Halloween as Whitey is. And we can't have that, can we? And here's a statement from those clowns. In alliance with Seattle Public Schools' unwavering commitment to students of color, specifically African-American males, the staff is committing to supplanting the pumpkin parade with a more inclusive and educational opportunities during the school day. Can you imagine how the Latinx community feels hearing about that? And yes, folks, I am only using the word Latinx so as to not trigger the dopey white liberals. Everyone knows how hysterical they get, how confused they get when they hear Latino or Latina. Ah, what's a Latino? I'm so confused. What is that? What is that? So when you say Latinx, it's like, oh, I know what a Latinx is. I love the BIPOC folk. I'm so down for the struggle. So that's why I use the word Latinx. I don't want to trigger, overly trigger, the dopey white liberals. But anyway, can you imagine being in the Latinx community or being a black girl or maybe even an Asian? Well, maybe not the Asians. All the good woke folk, they like to lump Asians in with whitey anyway. But hearing that, specifically African-American males, I'm sure they're probably like, huh, what about me? First off, you idiots in the Seattle public schools, it is not African-American anymore. We are, we are back to black again. Even I, Miller Frost, even I know that. Duh. Second, how are you idiots going to make black boys or African-American boys to you rubes up there in Seattle? How are you going to make them feel included? Yanking Whitey's pumpkin parade, that can't be it. 
Lucky for you morons, I have a suggestion. Maybe, and this will probably get me in a little trouble for saying this, but maybe the Seattle Public Schools, they could have Chicago Day. Just just let them shoot at each other without consequences. Just like in the city of Chicago. Maybe, here's another suggestion for you folks. Maybe have kick an Asian day for the black boys. Yes, folks, I, I do know that the media, they like to blame whitey every time an Asian gets beat up. Blame white supremacy, white power, white fragility, white this, white that. That is a lovely poetic truth. But the reality is, a good number of times that an Asian is attacked, that is BIPOC doing that. Maybe, to feel more inclusive, Seattle Public Schools could let them do that. And, now that I think about it, they can blame a white kid for it. Let the black kids kick the Asians, then blame whitey. Take a couple white kids, expel them for their white privilege. Throw them out because an Asian got beat up. That is another option for you idiots up there in Seattle. You folks, you are not quite to Portland standards, even with something as stupid as this. But, you know, hey, keep trying. (laughs) And one day, one day, you'll get there. From the smoking gun. And calm down there, white boy Malcolm X. It's not what you think. Woman stabs boyfriend over Facebook page. You people and your social media. This story, folks, and no, we're not going to do a reading of the story. But Shamika McVeigh, she is 21 years old. She stabbed Maurice Davenport, 22, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, because she wanted to see his Facebook page on his laptop, and he wouldn't show it to her. She accidentally, of course, slashed him with a knife she got from the kitchen. He, in turn, punched her in the head. There was a whole lot of shoving going on over Facebook. Shamika, honey, I know you got a smartphone, even if you're as dumb as a sack of hammers. You know what? Sorry, folks, I got to stop the podcast for a second. I am... I am tired of putting down sacks of hammers and boxes of rocks here on the Miller Frost podcast. They don't deserve the comparison. Shamika, you're as dumb as Megan McCain. And let's face it, folks, that's damn dumb. But Shamika, you can look at the guy's Facebook page on your smartphone. Facebook, they have an app for that. You can go there. You don't need to go to the kitchen to get a knife to accidentally slash him over a Facebook page. You can just pull up your smartphone, dummy, and look at his page there. Speaking of Facebook, though, and that's the reason I did this story, White Boy Malcolm X, I know it's a hellhole, but we just created, folks, a Miller Frost podcast page. You can search for us there. Our handle there is at Miller Frost Podcast. All one word. It's basically, for now anyway, the show clips we put up on Rumble and YouTube. We also share the weekly show there in its entirety. We may do more with it, even if I hate Facebook, but wanted to bring the show to a new audience. But don't worry, I still cannot stand Mark Zuckerberg 
and his army of virgin pajama boys that run it. From NBC News, as Puerto Rico's power crisis worsens, lawmakers probing outages seek answers. That island, folks, that island is a cesspool of corruption. That island is a dump, and I don't care how much money you flush down the toilet trying to make it nice, it is not going to happen. It's about two steps, in my opinion, above Haiti. And the only reason it's there, just above Haiti, is because it's part of the U.S. They're U.S. citizens. But even Puerto Ricans, they realize what a dump that island is. They can't flee that place fast enough. I used to, to tell you folks something, I used to have to go down there for work. You go down there, they blame everything on the hurricanes. I don't care what the problem is, folks. Oh, it's the hurricane's fault. To me, that excuse is worn pretty thin. Plenty of places have natural disasters. The vast majority of them, they somehow manage to clean it right up, get back to good, get back to where they were. Those folks in Puerto Rico, though, they couldn't manage a lemonade stand on their best day. But given the amount of money being poured into that island, somebody is getting rich down there. Someone's making huge bank doing God knows what, certainly not cleaning up that island. And those idiots down there, they keep voting these losers back into office, the ones that keep running it into the ground. What's the phrase? The government you elect is the government you deserve. You folks down there in Puerto Rico, the ones that are willing to stay through all that, you kind of... I hate to say this, but you kind of deserve your blackouts. Well, hold on a second. That might be racist. Power outages. You know how the woke folk are about Black Friday. You start talking about a blackout. Man, they are going to call me an even bigger racist than they do already. But you folks, you keep electing these clowns. They keep screwing it up. I mean, the lawmakers, them probing the outages. If that isn't a joke, I don't know what is. But you folks down there, Enjoy your corruption, enjoy your dump of an island, and enjoy not having any power. But don't say nobody warned you. And for our last story, this one is from The Hill. Amateur Hour. Pete Buttigieg's inexperience exposed as supply chain breaks down. So that pocket queen, Pete Buttigieg, he is, folks, just in case you don't know, he is the husband of of that low-rank queen from Indiana, Justin Buttigieg. But he apparently is failing epically at his job. Now, he's doing great with the fawning coverage over the babies. That he has covered. But his day job, not so much. Although, who couldn't see this one coming? Does this guy even know how to fill a pothole? No. That idiot Pocket Queen Pete probably doesn't even know anything about the highway numbering system. Do you think he's going to understand anything about supply chain logistics? How a ship comes into port and those containers get where they're going? Oh, I know how you liberals are. Oh, but he's gay and we've never had a gay cabinet member before. This, folks, this is what the quota system gets you. This is what 
equity gets you. A feckless queen way over her head, making a huge mess of things with his incompetence. Can you imagine the train wreck we'd have if they had given this clown $2.7 trillion of infrastructure funds to flush down a toilet? Although I guess technically that was for Justin Buttigieg, his low-rent husband, that queen from Indiana. That $2.7 trillion, we all know, was to remodel all the gay bars in the state of Indiana and Washington, D.C. Now, having said all that, and that was a lot, me beating up on Pocket Queen Pete. I hate to pivot like this. And man, I really, really, really hate to kind of defend him here. As if defending Fredo Kumo-ish wasn't bad enough a couple weeks ago. But Pocket Queen Pete, he is not the first bumbling idiot given a job that he is nowhere near qualified for. Nor, for that matter, will he be the last. That is what the swamp is. The Peter Principle in action. And you queens out there, settle on down. That does not mean what you think it does. Both parties do this. I'm not just trashing the Democrats here. Both parties, they buy off support, support like Pocket Queen Pete's to creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. They buy that off with a cushy swamp job. Cabinet positions, undersecretary of whatever positions, sitting on some stupid board, whatever. And if you want to talk about buying support or buying yourself a cushy position, look at ambassadorships. You want to be the ambassador to wherever? All you need to do is write a big enough check to the campaign. The big ones, England, France, Australia, they will cost you millions and millions of dollars but I'm sure you can get a halfway decent ambassadorship for a few hundred thousand. The career civil servants, they get the third world dumps like Haiti or Iraq or Nigeria. They get the ones no one will pay for. But both political parties, they reward their backers, some of them anyway, with an ambassadorship. That way they can come back to the U.S. in a couple years and everyone has to call them ambassador this or ambassador that. They're buying themselves a fancy title, kind of like a millennial joining a startup. Oh, I'm 23 years old. Why can't I be the chief information officer? Something like that. But this is the swamp. This is the ruling class in action. And we were just talking about the government you elect is the government you deserve. Yep, that it is. So on that note, since I cannot top this silly feckless queen screwing up our infrastructure with his incompetence, making a mess with everything because he's more concerned with getting media hand jobs and being the head queen in DC. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday edition of the Miller Frost podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a great start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.